This is the What a Weird Week podcast for Friday, April 14th, 2023. How small is the littlest dog in the world? And what was the mystery creature they found in that cave in India? Hi, everybody, it's weird. This is like crazy being here. Like really weird, weird tale. Well, I got a great show for you today with some wonderful weird stuff. All right, this is the episode for Friday, April 14th, which is season four, episode 29, where we will feature the smallest and maybe cutest dog in the world and also wiener weddings. If you are new here, every Friday we do a weird news of the week top 10. We do an audio podcast, full show notes blog, and a YouTube video podcast. You can subscribe to the YouTube channel. I would appreciate that. You get all the links for everything we talk about if you just remember shownotes.page, shownotes.page. 10. How short is Pearl the Chihuahua, the shortest dog in the world? From the ground up, Pearl the Pooch is 3.59 inches tall. That's a little bit taller than three quarters or half of a dollar bill. A can of soup is taller than this pooch. Pearl is also about as long as a dollar bill, about five inches long, weighing a little bit more than a pound. Congratulations on your world record, Pearl. I don't know the real story of why Pearl is named Pearl, but let's face it. If you wanted to play fetch with Pearl, you would need to throw something about the size of a pearl. Am I right? Hi-yo! Nine. Something teeny tiny. You would have to throw, you'd have to have a custom-made chew toy for pearl, right? And to play fetch, you would need something very, very small. Nine. Number nine is who is the Croc King and why is the Croc King? A 32-year-old guy in Connecticut has 2,000 pairs of Crocs. His name is Doogie. They call him Croc King. He wants recognition from the Guinness Book of World Records, folks. It was in the news this past week. At first, Doogie didn't like Crocs. And then some kind of a switch got flipped. And now Croc King. First, he wants in the Guinness Book of World Records. And then he wants to open up a Crocsium, a Croc Museum. A Crocsium looks like a good blend of museum and Crocs. But it's hard to say, Doogie. And just pointing that out, my friend. I do consider Doogie a friend never met, but uh, friends in Crocs. You know, I'm a croc enthusiast, you guys. There, I said it. Feels good to have it off my chest. So, to be continued, hope the croc museum happens. Thousands of crocs. There's a photo in the show notes. Eight. Number eight. How old do you think is too old for robbing banks? Is it a young person's game, do you think? Did you see in the news about Bonnie Gooch facing charges in a bank robbery? She was convicted of robbing a California bank, 1977. Then again... In 2020, that one, Kansas City, she's 78 years old. The latest incident happened at a bank in Missouri. According to reports, her robbery note said, 13,000 small bills and thank you. Sorry, I didn't mean to scare you. That's a nice note as far as a robbery note, wouldn't you say? Article also notes that Bonnie smelled strongly of alcohol when officers stopped her a couple miles away. Uh, Cash, stolen cash on the floor of her car. If you want to see the booking photo, read more of that story, check the show notes. Seven. Imprisoned by art balls. I saw this one all over the news Easter weekend in Edmonton, Canada, North America, Canada, world, Earth, planet Earth, uh, galaxy unknown. Wait, Milky Way. I'm going to, I would edit the gap where I'm trying to remember the name of our galaxy, but it's kind of hilarious. It took me that long to remember. I'm going to leave it in there for the sake of honesty. Okay, so in Edmonton, they have this art installment. It looks like a giant stack of silver balls. It's called the Talus Dome. 
It's a $600,000 work of art that was installed in 2011. So it's been there a long time, kind of a fixture. On the night of Easter Sunday, a 26-year-old man climbed up on the art and found a way inside the giant steel ball sculpture and then couldn't get out, had to be rescued. Now, that 26-year-old guy is facing charges of mischief. They had to take apart a section of the art to get the guy out of there. Do you think that if you get caught doing something like this, should you have to serve your sentence inside the art installation? I think this guy will be scared of art for the rest of his life. Museums will never be enjoyable for this fellow. Also, balls. Just in general, balls might be triggering. I'm not a psychologist. Six. Number six is a bit of a deep dive on the most expensive sandwich on the planet. Grilled cheese sandwich day happened this past week. And a restaurant in New York brought back their $214 grilled cheese sandwich. That is in the Guinness Book of World Records as the most expensive sandwich. Uh, the restaurant is Serendipity 3 in New York. The sandwich is called the Quintessential Grilled Cheese Sandwich. Got to order it 48 hours in advance because they bring in all the ingredients, especially for you. Sandwich features champagne bread. Bread made with champagne, you guys. Expensive cheese as well. And... It's gilded in 23-karat gold. Edible gold. Five. Number five, an update to the New York rat royalty story. This is a story we had on the podcast in December about how New York City overrun with rats. They wanted to hire a rat czar. This is the update. They hired a rat czar. The mayor of New York City has appointed the city's first rat czar, a lady, a former school teacher named Kathleen, now in charge of brokering peace between the people of New York City and the rats of NYC. So good luck and Godspeed. I think it sounds like, I try to do um, in the show notes, I try to do like a graphic novelization of the battle between the rats are and the rats. I think that would be a great graphic novel or comic. The rats are a hero and, and the evil villainous rats. I'm not that creative, you guys, but I think that one writes itself. It doesn't draw itself, though, as you can see if you click the show notes. I did not do a great job in the illustration. Four. Mysterious creature caught on camera swimming at New Orleans Park. Headline courtesy of Ben Hooper at United Press. And that headline says it all. Mysterious creature caught on camera swimming at New Orleans Park. I mean, that's it. You can see the video. It's not fake. There's something mysterious there. You watch the video, decide for yourself. I don't want to tell you what it is, but most comments say it's a fish swimming upside down, possibly uh, at the end of its life cycle. Or however, I don't know how to sensitively say it uh, about fish. Possibly in medical distress, this fish. Anyway, you can uh, check the video. We put it in the show notes blog. Remember, it's shownotes.page. That's an easy way to remember, and you can find the podcast stuff there. Shownotes.page. There's something strange swimming in the lagoons of City Park. You'd see it there. No one knows what it is. WGNO's Kenny Lopez joins us live from City Park with what he's learned. Kenny? You know LBJ and Susie here in Louisiana. So that's a piece from the WGNO News. I love it that they have a news person named LBJ and Susie. I love both those names for news people. I don't know why. It has a ring. It has a ring to it. Three. Well, congratulations to the lucky couples getting Wiener married this weekend. 
This weekend, the folks at Oscar Mayer are opening up a Wienermobile wedding chapel in Las Vegas. The giant hot dog car is scheduled to be parked outside the famous Little White Wedding Chapel in Las Vegas, 15th and 16th. They're calling this the <laughs> Wienermobile of Love event. I felt love just saying that name. Oscar Mayer did a win and all expensive paid Wiener wedding contest. This isn't uh, like a new business for them. It was a love-filled publicity stunt. It's not as though they will have, well, you know what? Maybe we can hope. And maybe if it's such a success that people are willing to pay money to get married uh, wiener adjacent or whatever, maybe this will become a permanent fixture for your next trip to Las Vegas. They say the company gets tons of requests for the Wiener Mobile to show up at weddings every year. So they answered the call. We're going on a space rock expedition, you guys. Well, really, I'm not sure. I don't know how I would fare in the out of doors. I'm not convinced 100% I should do this. But it's close enough I could drive to there. So I'm very excited. Last weekend, a whole bunch of people in northern Maine and here on the east coast of Canada saw and heard a fireball fall to the earth during daylight hours. Daylight hours fireballs hardly ever happen. NASA said it was the first meteorite in Maine ever seen on radar or detected by radar. That's kind of wild. So now there's a bounty on this meteorite. The Maine Mineral and Gem Museum posted on their social media. They're offering $25,000 for the first one kilogram specimen found from this event, this meteorite fireball event. 25 grand. And it's open to, because it was so close to the Canadian border, they're opening it up to Americans and Canadians to find this meteorite. They do note that if you're in the woods, you might find a meteorite that's not the one they're looking for. They want one from this specific event. So you might think it's meteorite, and they might tell you it's meteor wrong. Hey, you guys, that wrote itself because I'm not taking credit for that bad pun. We've quoted the University of Alberta before on uh, some meteorite stories here on this podcast. According to those experts at University of Alberta, here's what you're looking for if you decide you want to go on a meteor hunt. A rock that is unusually heavy for its size, seems too heavy. They say bring a fridge magnet to test your meteorite samples. If the fridge magnet sticks, could have yourself a meteorite. Also, if it has holes or bubbles, and if it has a thin black crust, like an eggshell almost, thin black eggshell around the rock. So it's those four things. If you can check those off the list, you may have a meteorite. Maybe you have the $25,000 meteorite. The museum does say, if you're going into the woods, be careful. People get lost in the woods all the time. It's pretty thick woods there in uh, northern Maine. You can read the whole thing. We've linked in the show notes. One. Weird cave creature. This is legit scientific, you guys. Article about a scientific discovery of this creature in a cave in India. But it's written in such a dramatic way, it had to make number one. For over, uh, now I'm quoting, for over a century, spelunkers in eastern India reported seeing a cave-dwelling creature. The reports persisted, usually, as passing mentions or brief observations of the unknown creature. No one studied it in depth until now. This is an article about a scientific journal entry, like a new discovery. 
If every scientific discovery was written up like that, I would be more smarter. I'm pretty sure. Write up is so mysterious and thrilling, but basically here, spoiler alert, the researchers went deep into this cave and they found some new frogs. Frogs are described as olive green, you know, frog color, and between two and a half and almost four inches. Link in the show notes. All right. Kablammy. That is that. Thank you for listening. By the way, if you like this podcast, if you love this podcast, if there's some sort of positive emotion affiliated with this podcast, please like and subscribe. I'll understand if you hate this podcast. I'll understand if you just like and subscribe. And also, if you're not quite sure yet and you're indifferent about the podcast, I get it. Maybe you just want to like and subscribe for now. I understand. I understand. 